So as difficult and messy as this conversation gets, and as much as the devil would want us to tire and be threatened out of it, we must persist. And um, we know heaven and history are going to ask, how did the Church of Jesus Christ engage and enter into this season of racial distress and racial division. And uh, even though we're going to pause our series for now, we are not going to stop the conversation. And uh, as I wrestled through where to maybe push the pause button on this series for now, my mind was taken back to some of the most potent and personal uh, words of Jesus um, in one of his most famous speeches known as the Sermon on the Mount. And I think in this section of scripture, he gives us some really powerful principles as we continue to, to navigate. So we're going to get right to it. If you have a copy of the Bible, meet me in Matthew chapter 7. Um, Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to start reading at verse 1 the words of Jesus. This is what he says. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Do not judge. Now, as much as we've given this word judge a bad rap, it's it's actually a pretty ordinary word. It's actually a really helpful word to have in your tool bag um, for life. Uh, the word to judge just means to draw a strong conclusion. It means to evaluate or examine something and then draw a strong conclusion conclusion about that thing. And surely you can agree that that's a good thing to be able to do um, in your daily life. I, I was running in the wooded trails here in uh, the Winona Lake area just a, a few days ago. And uh, as I was running right in front of me, I saw a suspicious looking stick. And so my mind started to race and I started to ask, is that a stick or is that a snake? Mm. Is that a stick or is that a, a snake? I finally determined like, well, you know, stick, snake, same difference, who cares? Mm. Me, <laughs> me, I care and I care very, very, very much. <laughs> but anyway, as I got closer to it, it became very obvious to me that it was just a snake. A snake. I, I think it was. I still honestly don't know what it was. Didn't stop me from squealing like Mariah Carey. And then I jumped sideways super awkwardly like a a hippo in heat. I've never seen a hippo in heat. I don't know how it jumps, but I imagine it would look something like this. You know the kind of jump where I landed and my first thought wasn't, Lord, I hope I'm alive. No, my first thought was, I hope nobody saw that going down because that was super 
super embarrassing. Anyway, I lived through the whole thing, so please don't worry, don't worry about me. I am fine. But I hate snakes. I hate them hardcore, which makes it really important for me to be able to judge the difference between a stick or a snake. You can see where we're going with this, right? When Jesus uses the word judge, he's simply speaking about drawing a conclusion about something. But when he uses the word in this verse, he is saying, be very careful with that when it comes to people. Matter of fact, just don't. Don't watch Jesus. Don't draw quick conclusions about people if you don't know. That's what that word means. To judge, to draw a quick and strong conclusion. Jesus says, do not judge. Do not draw quick, strong conclusions about people. Man, that is a word for the season in which we are living now. And I'm sure you can agree with that. The trend of the day is to draw really quick and very strong conclusions about people, even though we don't really know. I know who you are and I know what you're about. And Jesus would say, stop it. Don't do that. Do not judge. If you don't know whether it's a stick or a snake, shh, do not draw quick conclusions. Don't conclude. Consider. Don't post. Process. But do not judge. Do not make determinations about people if you're not certain. Do not draw conclusions about people if you don't know. Don't judge. Oh, you're law enforcement. <laughs> I know what you're about. Do you? Jesus would say, don't do it. Don't judge. Oh, you're one of those all lives matter people. Okay. <laughs> well, I know, I know what you feel about minority groups. Do you though? Yeah, I know. And Jesus would say, don't do it. Oh, you're white. <laughs> Spoiled by privilege. Spoiled by a life of privilege. I know you. Do you, though? Do you know my story? Do you? Jesus says, if you don't know if it's a stick or a snake, shh. Did I hear Black Lives Matter coming out of your mouth? Okay. Mm, okay. So not into the whole nuclear family thing. <laughs> I, I know. Do you? Do you really though? Oh, hashtag me too. Mm. All right, so, all right, well, I know how you feel about the male gender. Do you? 
The word to judge means to draw quick conclusions about people. And Jesus says, do not do it. Racism and systemic injustice is just a myth perpetuated by the liberal media. I know. Do you? Do you, though? Jesus would say, don't do it. It's funny. Sometimes I get like, oh, black pastor. Okay. Mm. Man, miss Obama much? What? Yeah, I know you. I know. I know what you must be about. Do you, though? Do you? Don't conclude people's stories from a scene in their lives. Jesus says, if you don't know whether it's a stick or a snake, shh, don't judge. Um, let me put it in a more um, contemporary way. In verse 1 of Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is saying, don't prejudge. Do not let prejudice win. Don't prejudge pre-knowing. Before you know, don't draw any conclusions. Hmm. Um, then Jesus gives a, a reason for this, uh, more, more like a warning, honestly. Uh, and he says, if you choose to draw quick conclusions about people, heaven is going to draw quick conclusions about you. You don't want heaven to decide your story based on a scene. Jesus says, don't do it. But then he intensifies the conversation. Look at verse 2. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Oof. That's intense. Now, at first glance, it almost seems like Jesus is just repeating himself. But no, he's actually turning up the volume. He's actually amplifying what he just said. Um, when he uses the word judge in uh, verse number one, uh, he's talking about conclusions. When he uses the word judge, translated the same way in most of our Bibles, he's now using the word condemnation. It's evolved. It's intensified. Because if you don't address your tendency to draw quick conclusions about people, it will evolve. And before long, you will be issuing condemnations of those people based on your conclusion about them. Oh, it's intensified between verse 1 
and verse two. Verse one, personal opinion. Verse two, moral verdicts. I drew a conclusion about you and then I condemned you for it. My feelings about you grew claws and now I am faulting you for what I felt about you. I haven't just determined who you are. I've decided that you are wrong for it. And I've decided where you belong because of it. I have now determined, verdict in, you are on the wrong side of heaven. It's not just a conclusion. Now I'm issuing a condemnation of you. Ooh, that is the spirit of the age in which we are now living. Can we just be honest with each other about this? And heaven would invite us to heed the words of our Savior, Jesus. Don't do it. Don't jump to conclusions about people if you don't know. And certainly do not issue any condemnation based on your conclusions of them. You don't know. If you don't know if it's a stick or a snake, shh, no conclusions. And if you are not God, whoo, no condemnation. Jesus says, do not judge. Oh, you said the phrase black lives matter. <laughs> I know what you're about, and heaven is not on your side. Heaven is like, what? You decided that for us. You've now graduated to issuing condemnations over people. Your law enforcement, mm, mm -mm. do you know what heaven is going to do with racists. Oh, 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 you voted for Hillary. Hmm. You're with her. Hmm. Well, remind me not to be with you on the day of judgment because the fire is coming on your head. I have decided this. Oh, hashtag me too. So you hate Jesus, because I don't know if you knew, but Jesus was a man. Oh, you're Republican. I don't know how you immigrant haters sleep at night. But God is going to deal with y'all. All lives matter. Okay, all right. So you, you hate black people. Ooh, man, there's a place for you in the economy of God. Jesus says, don't do it. Don't judge. And when he gets to verse 2, what he's saying 
in contemporary language. Um, do not give bigotry room. Verse 1, he's saying, don't let prejudice win. By the time he gets to verse 2, it's intensified. Do not give bigotry room. Don't issue condemnations based on your conclusions. That's bigotry. If you don't know, don't conclude. If you're not God, you don't get to condemn. Do not judge. Then Jesus gives a reason, or better yet, a warning. If you choose to issue condemnation, heaven is going to condemn you by your own standard. If you choose to issue condemnation, keep in mind, heaven is going to evaluate and issue a verdict using your own standard. This is so powerful because Jesus doesn't even get into what your standard is. He's just saying whatever the standard is, whatever system or standard you are using to determine somebody's wrong and where they belong, that same standard will be used for you. Whether that standard is the Bible, in which case you better live up to every single word it says because that same standard will be used against you. Or whether it is a moment out of somebody's life where you better start stringing together a long line of perfect moments, lest heaven pick the wrong moment in your life and use that standard against you. Do not condemn, because heaven is going to use your own standard and measure of condemnation on you. Don't let bigotry rule. Condemning people that you've drawn conclusions about. Don't judge. Jesus would say the safest thing is to stay away from conclusions. Stay away from condemnation. But if not, make sure that you are living by the standards you are using to judge other people because heaven will hold you to them. Then Jesus gives a, a solution. Verse three, he says this, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? There is firewood, there is a telephone pole in your own eye. Verse five, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then 
you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Oof, that got me. That, that got me. This powerful reminder from Jesus that the goal is actually to help each other. This is Jesus' whole premise. How can you help each other unless you first? The goal is to help others see more clearly and live more fully. The goal is to help people. And he's saying, when you conclude about someone else, before you evaluate yourself, it's no longer about helping them. And the goal is to help. But if you evaluate and conclude and condemn other people before you've evaluated and concluded about yourself, it's no longer about helping other people, right? What's Jesus saying? Start with you. Start with you. You want to evaluate and you want to examine and you want to draw conclusions, fine. But you better start with you, boo. Start with you. Jesus says, if you've not cleaned your own lenses, how in the world are you going to see clearly enough to clean other people's lenses to help them to see clearly and live more fully? Start with you. You better put your own oxygen mask on first and then assist your children. Start with you. If you've not taken the time to evaluate yourself, how are you even in a position to evaluate anybody else? Start with you. Start with you. If you spend more time evaluating and examining and drawing conclusions and condemning what's wrong in others, than you do evaluating and examining and drawing conclusions and condemning what is broken in you, Jesus says, you a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. Start with you. If you spend more energy posting about other people's failures and other people's faults, but you don't talk about any of your own, You're a hypocrite. Start with you. Start with you. Unless you're saying, oh no, I've got it. <laughs> I've got it down. I'm good. These lenses are clean. There is not an ounce of dust in me. So now I am qualified to represent heaven in evaluating and concluding 
other people. I'm already living up to my own standard and I'm living up to God's standard. I get to determine other people are on the wrong side of God. Jesus would say, start with you. Man, here's the challenge. Man, I process this. This, this is one of those things that, that struck me. We are so used to drawing conclusions and issuing condemnations of each other we don't even realize we do it. Boy, we live in the social media age. I have concluded who you are, what you're about, and which side of God you belong on based on one post. And I'm already scrolling to the next post before I've even recognized what I just did. Oh, I know what she must be up to. Oh, I read what he said. He's so quick. We've concluded, we've condemned, and we've moved on and have not even noticed that we just judged twice. That's the pace at which our culture is moving. And Jesus would say, slow down. You cannot start with you until you learn the art of slowing down and self-examining. Oh man, I went from this channel to that channel and I heard what they said really quick and I drew a conclusion and I posted it and we don't even realize the ways in which we are missing what Jesus is saying in this passage. We don't slow down long enough to ask, I wonder what heaven sees in me. I wonder what brokenness and imperfection and struggle and sawdust lives in me. Heaven, would you shine that glorious, gracious spotlight on my eyes, on the lens of my heart, so I can start with me. I think the pace of our culture the pace of information makes it really difficult. And before long, many of us will say, I don't even, when do I do that? Because we do it so quickly. We don't even notice it. History and heaven are watching what the church will do in this season of racial distress and division. And I think both of them would say, start with you. Start with you. One of the reasons I wonder if we are not seeing the healing power of heaven flowing in the church and through the church into our communities is because the church is not pausing long enough to acknowledge the ways we need 
to be healed. And I believe God is saying, I want to start with you. I want to bring a cleansing to my people. I want to purify my church first of its racism. I want to purge racism first in my church. And then the healing power will flow into the streets. But I want to start with you. It must start with my people. We cannot be a part of heaven's solution to bring healing in the world until we've experienced heaven's solution of cleaning our sight and purging us of our own racism. Um, in so many ways, it feels like we are out there trying to pull sawdust out of the culture's eyes. But we are moving too fast to recognize the ways heaven is wanting to deal with the church first. Um, I found it so compelling that the word judge, same word, can mean conclusion or condemnation and everything in between. Didn't that strike you? That struck me. Let me put it in contemporary terms. I found it very interesting that the word judge, the same word, could mean prejudice or bigotry and anything in between. I was struck by that. And Jesus is saying, conclusion or condemnation, stop it. Jesus is saying, prejudice or bigotry, I want to heal you of both and anything in between. I'm not a racist. No, not at all. Really? Nope. And we say that because we forget the word racism can mean prejudice or bigotry and anything in between. But we are so quick to want to convince everybody, including ourselves, that I am not a racial bigot, that I stop being willing to address the ways that I may be experiencing prejudice or anything in between. And therefore, I'm not a racist. 
and I hold the ways heaven wants to heal my racism at a distance because I won't pause long enough to address the log in me. I'm not racist, no. Not at all. No prejudices. No biases. No racial favoritism. No race suspicion in you. Not at all. Healing will not flow in the streets until it flows in our hearts as the people of Jesus Christ. I don't want to say I know lest I be guilty of judging. But might I suggest you're racist. And so am I. Prejudice to bigotry and anything in between. I'm not suggesting that you're a racial bigot. You might be, I don't know. But what I am telling you is your racial lens is not clean. What I'm telling you is I don't think if we're honest with ourselves, now again, you can draw your own conclusions, that there is not even the sawdust of prejudice in us. And if we do not acknowledge the ways that we draw racial conclusions about people, that is going to intensify and evolve, and before long, we will be issuing condemnations based on race. And heaven is saying, I want to heal you. I want to start with you. No, not me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not racist. In fact, racism is, is not even real. It's just a, it's just a, it's a construct. No. A Middle Easterner sits next to me on the plane. I don't feel any way about that. I am completely neutral. Okay. A, a Chinese exchange student and a French exchange student, I feel the same way about both. I'm neutral. A people from India you know, they kind of strike me as, um, well, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying. And I'm telling you, church, Jesus wants to heal us of the I'm just sayings about other races. If we'll be willing to acknowledge the ways behind closed doors or the ways in our thoughts will say, no, I'm just saying, it's just that I, I just feel that the Mexicans, the Mexicans what? Well, I'm not, and some of you who say you're not racist, just ask your kids. Yeah, he doesn't like it, but he has good reason for it. It's not about their race, it's more about heaven 
wants to heal us. You know how Jews are. I mean, they're kind of, um, no, I'm not racist. I mean, the Amish and, 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 and our family, we're the same. Buggy, Ben's, same difference. I don't feel any difference in us. I don't have any prejudices about, well, maybe they're just not as, as we are. No? Nothing? Well, yeah, I mean, black people are more athletic. That's not racist because it's a compliment. It's true. No, it's actually not true, right? Well, no, but if it's a compliment, then it's not a prejudice. Really? But it's not true about all black people. And on top of that, if you don't deal with it, the next thing that will happen is your kid is going to be on a team with a kid of color and you are going to feel a certain way because, well, the only reason is my, just he got cut was because they're... No? You never think, well, you know, white people, they are... You don't use generalizations that draw conclusions about people. I think we all have prejudices racially. And prejudice is just racism in sawdust form. And heaven wants to heal us of even that if we would be willing to acknowledge. It must start with us. It must start in the church. If we're going to see this nation heal, the church must confess its stereotypes and its prejudices and its, its biases and its, its favoritism and its bigotry in whatever form. I must acknowledge that as a black man, I have prejudices against white people even though I'm married to one. Isn't that the thing we do? I can't be racist. My pastor's black. Don't use me as an excuse. We have to be willing to address the ways that we may still be prejudiced. We may still be racist, even though we adopted a kid from a different culture to rescue them from their miserable life. Well, I can't be because. We must acknowledge the ways. And maybe some of you would even say, oh, we like your preaching, but I don't think I'd want our kids to marry each other. Well, no, that's just because it would be a difficult path for them. In the, Are we willing to acknowledge the ways that this lives in us while we're posting and trying to, to bring healing to the world around us. Heaven is saying, start with you. I have healing in my hands. It's standing at the door. 
open the door of humility and acknowledge the ways that that exists in you. And if you don't think it exists in you, open the door and ask the spotlight of heaven to shine on places you might just be surprised. Because most people who are racist don't feel racist, they feel right. And Jesus would say, come on, let me in. If you see it, let me heal it. And if you don't, let me come in and work. Heaven cannot heal us if we are so committed to not needing healing. But I am hopeful, y'all. The Spirit of God is doing something. And it's been beautiful to see a wave of humility as many of us are starting to acknowledge, I, I do have prejudice and I do treat certain people a certain way. And just because it's not bigotry and just because I don't want them all to die does not mean heaven doesn't want to heal me of it. I believe this time is different, but heaven and history are joining voices to plead with the church. Don't draw conclusions. Don't issue condemnations. Better yet, spend that energy starting with you. And watch how quickly heaven is willing to heal. And when the church heals, ooh, our cities, our counties, and our nation will be transformed. Are you willing to start with you? Father, I pray that you would humble us and show us the ways that you want to heal us, the ways in which we are broken, we are imperfect. I love that you knew us before you came after us. You knew the prejudices in us. You knew the biases in us. And you came after us still. You don't reject us now. You invite us to come to you for healing. And so, Lord, I confess the ways that I have been prejudiced, and there have been seeds and evidences of racism in me. And I beg you to heal me and help me to truly be part of the solution. Help me to become an agent activated to channel healing into this world as you heal me. Help me to spend so much more energy examining and evaluating myself than I do examining, evaluating, critiquing, and, and, and concluding and condemning other people. Thank you for what you're doing in your church. Even now, I sense it, Lord. Better days are to come because of Jesus and your Spirit's work in your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.